Gentlemen, boys and girls and nerds of all ages, you are tuned into Views from the Back of the Class. My name is Joel Blake, but you can call me JB, and I'm here with my mans. What's up, nerds? It's Josh. How you guys doing? Well, I'm sure everybody's doing about the same. I, I, I hate this phrase, but there's nothing else that I can use to really describe things other than yeah, the world's still on fire. <laughs> it's just yeah, it just kind of is what it is. We're not. Twenty twenty has been. A, a, we're midway through June, and twenty twenty has been like the longest year ever. Right. It's like dog years, man. <laughs> twenty twenty is Beyonce being Storm in an X Men movie. It's just bad. Oh, jeez, that would be the worst thing ever. Well, that wouldn't be the worst thing ever, but in a relative sense, in the scope of the show, that would be one of the worst things ever. Make for good content, that's for sure. Yeah, but it would, it could just undo a whole lot of good. Oh, yeah. Well, that's been debunked already anyway. Like, people were freaking out about it. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, well, this can't possibly be true. One, Kevin Feige's casting i mean i guess he's not the the sole person doing the casting but he's certainly been involved the casting has never been anything like that right it's it's mm-hmm. always been pretty spot on and honestly when it comes to the introduction of characters into the MCU if you look back for the most part they're not pulling in stars people are being made into these giant movie stars based on their their performances in this universe right i think the exception to that would be sam jackson and uh scarlett johansson yes everybody else has been not that they're you know brand new fresh faces but people who have definitely seen their stock go up based on the work that they've put in there even Robert Downey Jr., right? He was certainly a star. He was an A-lister in Hollywood, but at the time that he was doing Iron Man, that stock had had dropped. He was he was Tony Stark. <laughs> you know, the 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 dark side of that. And you know, he was able to kind of redeem himself through that. So when that rumor right. came out, I'm like that that doesn't make sense to me. That hasn't been you know, the MO of of what Marvel Studios does. And then the biggest thing, which finally I saw somebody online actually uh, reference this because I've been keeping my mouth shut on it online, but there's been no introduction of mutants, period. Right. So how are you just going to randomly say, yep, Beyonce has been casted as Storm in Black Panther 2? It makes no sense. Well, because by the time we get to see new stories in the MCU, We'll for, have forgotten everything that has happened because it will be like 2021 or 2022 when, Word. when when that happens. Like this, this pandemic has derailed the world um, more ways than one, as we're seeing. No doubt about it. 
along with, you know, very other serious issues. I, I know you guys aren't tuning in for our for lack of a better word, political conversation and meanings. And and we're not and <laughs> we're not gonna do that. Like there's enough content out there, but we do wanna acknowledge it's bad out there. And what I will say is take care of yourselves, take care of each other. For those of us who are more directly affected by the things that are being protested and, and discussed, you know, do what you got to do to make sure that you are safe, not only in the midst of, you know, any protest, which may start off peaceful and, and you know, end up otherwise or, you know, depending on what. Sorry to, to cut you off, JB. Well said to begin with, but this, you know, also the world's on fire, man. Like we, we do this show as a bit of escapism talk about things that are outside and kind of separate from the, the real world. Now we've talked about Corona, you know, in, in the last couple episodes, because, Hey, that's, it's, it's affecting us in ways where, you know, we're, we're sheltering in place or, you know, reducing how, much time we spend going outside and spend more time, you know, watching stuff. And so we've talked about that, but you know, there's bigger things going on out in the world in the protests, the, the peaceful ones, not the, not the rioting, because I don't believe that those two things are similar. I think one is a, a people taking advantage of a situation in some extent. In some ways that's the case and in, in others, yeah. it may not be right. I believe that in, in most of the instances is people taking advantage of things versus people trying to use that to, to push their agenda. Or not their agenda, but just trying to push their awareness about about stuff, because that's not really a great way to get to get a message across. But like JB saying, you know, be safe and respect one another. That's kind of like basically the equation for getting along and not having like these dust ups is, is respect one another as human beings. Like, Mark. but we know that most of the people who listen to the show, probably if you're listening, you enjoy what we say about things. You kind of agree with us anyway, probably you're on the same wavelength, but on this, on the, the other end of the, the spectrum too, just throwing that tidbit out there too, you know, like, Hey, just, just show respect for one another. And right. Not to to keep beating a dead horse, but you know it's funny how a lot of corporations and stuff like I've gotten emails, and I know it's not just because I'm black. <laughs> I know there are emails that are just sent to everyone. It's like uh, Uber, you know, they're like Black Lives Matter and blah blah blah. Right. Best Buy and right. you know all these ones. I'm getting in my inbox. I'm like, why? Why, why are you sending this? It's funny that companies are coming out and saying, you know, they're in support of the black community and Black Lives Matter and bringing awareness and, and taking this moment to reassess things and, and help th- make things better. But in order for that to happen, you know, like Ben and Jerry's, they had one of the more forceful statements on, on what's going on here in, in the States. Right. It was written very well. It was a really impactful statement. But at the same time, I've never seen a Ben and Jerry's in the hood. And I'm not criticizing them. But what I'm just saying is that companies need to start investing in 
minority communities. If you if you go, you know, we're in Chicago. If you drive through some neighborhoods, you're not going to see a grocery store. You're not going to see a coffee chain. You're going to see gas stations, uh, corner stores, and like dollar stores. Mm-hmm. You can't let them have all the space. Now, from a business perspective, that's not really the most lucrative investment, right? To to open up a Whole Foods, and they've actually done it in Chicago here too. But there's a another reason for that. But you're not going to get a great return on those stores immediately. But it's like it's you're paying into the community to get a return on investment in the future, and so you, if you really support the the black community and the people and people of color, you gotta invest in those communities as well. And also too, it's not just on you know people outside of the the community, outside of the neighborhood who are responsible for doing it. Two people in the community have to do what they can to make things better, and they are because we're you know we see the neighbors who do what they can to make sure that things are right or as best they can be. And we know that there's their teachers who work at um, these the underprivileged, I'll call it PC term, schools to provide better education or educational services to the students who go there. So this community has to step up as well, but also these corporations cannot just put out and send out an email blast or put it out on Twitter. They need to start investing in these communities. Mm-hmm. And I've seen... T-Mobile, and I'm not knocking this or anything like that because the people deserve way more than this, but who I'm about to talk about, but I've seen T-Mobile make the statement, we're going to hire X amount of veterans over X amount of years. I've never heard a company like T-Mobile or anyone say, we're going to hire X amount of minorities. We're going to ensure that X amount are trained and stay with the company and blah, blah, blah. I've never seen that. I haven't heard that. If I'm wrong, correct me. But I haven't seen that statement. Right. And things like that actually do help out. And things like speaking out about injustices and stuff help out as well. But it can't just be, you know, a social media thing. It actually has to be some action. And it doesn't have to be this huge gesture because not everybody is in a position to do that. No. But Amazon is. Sure. You can't just, you just can't funnel people from the neighborhoods out to work in your warehouses. I mean... That's, that becomes a whole other discussion for sure. Yeah. But the point I'm making is everybody does have some reach, though, right? Whatever your reach is. And it may just be all uh, it may be a situation that all you can do is help your neighbor. Right. You you have that within your within your sphere to do that. Do that. You know, you you ain't got Jeff Bezos money. So you can't be expected to make that level of of an investment. But there are things that can be done. And whatever is in your power to to assist, then you should do that across the board. You know, in this case, we're speaking about, you know, the need for for changes in policing policy. And well, you get the point I'm making, though. I mean, whatever, whatever is within your power to do, do that. One should do that. It's it's kind of our each of our civic responsibilities to do so. Truth. Back to the nerd stuff now, right? Indeed. <laughs> oh man. Back to the nerd stuff. We are doing 
another movie. Shorter movie, though. Um, it's about 30 minutes, and it's based on the Milestone Comics character icon. There was a fan film that came out by David Kirkman of Woke Entertainment. I went to the premiere, I think it was like back in November or December? November. Yeah, November 2019, it premiered in Elgin, which is a suburb of Chicago, Northwest suburb. Um, I went to that, saw it, enjoyed it. So it's now available on YouTube. The link is in the show notes. If you're one of those people who read the show notes instead of just listening to the episode because you know it's going to be good, the link's there. So kind of like we did with the Spider-Man episode, you can watch uh, the movie along with us and listen to our commentary and stuff. I don't have any popcorn right now, so you won't hear me munching in the background. But if you don't want to do that, you can jump to the 48-minute mark and... We'll have a discussion after the movie. Oh, real quick. So we're watching Icon today. But before you guys actually watch Icon, you should go back and watch Static Shock first. We're not going to do both of them tonight, but it is uh, part of a series. So it's actually based on Dakota City, which is, you know, where the Milestone characters are kind of based out of. So Icon is actually part two of that series. So if you haven't watched any of David Kirkman's stuff and you're going to watch Icon with us, which we appreciate, go back, watch Static Shock first, and then come back to this episode. You'll be able to follow Icon just fine without it, but I think it enhances the experience to kind of understand where the storyline started from and where it's going um, at this point, especially if you're not super familiar with Dakota City. Yes. So, without further ado, Icon. I always thought that was wild. 90%? Like, that's a powerful person, man. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? He reminds me of like DB Woodside. Yeah. I mean, he is not shaking at all by that either. Mic drop. 
You got a dope logo too. Mm-hmm. He's like the hardest working man in film. We have a hardest working man in in comics and a hardest working man in film. Word. <laughs> I remember it, but kind of bugged me that he didn't ring the mop out correctly. <laughs> <laughs> This is who Michael B. Jordan should have been casted as instead of the rumors about him being Superman. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is I'm not really, you know, into like fan films and stuff like this, but these are done so well. Yes. That I don't really mind it. His mask is really disturbing to me. I guess it's intentionally so. His mask is the with the flag, it is disturbing to me. More than more than the others for some reason. I mean they're just practicing uh, social distancing in in the the time of corona. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. 
Yeah, Rocket would have got fired on for real. <laughs> no comment. Where do you think he was going to go? Come on, man. This is a great shot. Yeah, it is. Man, none of them have gloves on. That's what I was just about to say. No gloves, no mask or nothing. Like, everybody got cameras these days. Well, they had an alarm system. It just wasn't on. Yeah. I can't say nothing. I have been guilty of that before.
I don't know why I really like that line. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can't just stand there. so disrespectful she's from the hard streets of Dakota City man all right This is why I've been kind of pubbing uh, Milestone in general, but Icon specifically. Like, his story is way more interesting than, not to always compare him to Superman, but it is just a much more interesting story considering where he, you know, started from and the amount of time he spent on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, and I what he's seen and been through and mm-hmm. experienced. Yeah. And I like how they do that in this movie. Like this was a a good choice because you get the imagery of it um, and you can kind of piece it together without having to necessarily have read the books. You you still get a really good understanding of, of you know, where he came from.
Shout out Dakota City, aka St. Louis. <laughs> St. Louis is a nice looking city. It is. Well, it just just parts of it apparently. It, it <laughs> no, no, it's a it's an interesting thing. We could we could talk off wax about that. It's the layout of of downtown St. Louis is mm-hmm. different from anything that I've ever seen before. It is. It's but perfect yeah, for perfect for this movie. Mhm. Yeah, it's a nice stand-in because it's like it looks big enough where it'd be a mm-hmm. city like Dakota, but also has its like rougher, unkempt areas mm-hmm. that would, you know, emulate what these parts of Dakota City should look like. Right. And it's not easily recognizable, you know, like on film, you're like, that's Chicago, that's New York, that's L.A. Right. You know, St. Louis is a nice backdrop for just these cities that exist in the D.C. universe. Exactly. That don't. I just I love the flying scenes of this movie. They look pretty good. Yeah. And the score is dope. Mm hmm. Man, you look like something straight out of a comic book. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought the cape blowing in that scene was a bit much, but I get it. Yeah, now I just like Bushido Brown. Side note, I would absolutely watch a Bushido Brown movie. thing is you know you're out of bullets why are you standing there either reload or run Tell you what, no matter what universe they come from, criminals are always dumb. <laughs> if the bullet didn't work, dumb. why would you try to fight him with punches? Because they're dumb. <laughs> like they're. I, I I've got no reason for that other than it's it's just got to be in the script, right? Because you would think in a universe where superheroes do exist, and like Superman. It, 
is real and he's known to be bulletproof and all these other ones exist right like it, it shouldn't be outstanding to you that you would shoot at someone and they not die but beyond but, that like once you took the shot and it didn't work take the l man what are you, mm-hmm. what are you doing Tell you when we're not recording, who the dude in the mask remind me of? <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna say. Mm-hmm. You you already know. <laughs> now I can't unsee it. <laughs> uh, and he listens to the show too, so can't say nothing. You know who you are. Yeah, I was gonna say you know who you are when you watch this. just made me miss the hallway scenes from Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, this was my only little Hmm? I said it's my only little complaint here because now Rocket has to be saved and it was kind of unnecessary. She like Rocket's dope. She could have handled them. Right. This is probably her first outing or something, so True. I'll give it a pass.
That was a good line, too. Yeah, it was. Before I make change. That whole monologue you just gave him sound like something that a dude in jail would tell you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good scene, though. It really was. You can see how deep in, in the mayor actually is.
Tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. With the mutant response division. Oops, I mean Exactly. Or the Superhero Registration Act, the the Dakota mm-hmm. Accords. I mean Dakota. Sokovia Accords. So that was intense. It was, and fortunately, we don't have to wait that long to uh, kind of see a continuation of of where this story is going. So, Noble uh, was just released, so we're gonna watch that too. So you guys are getting two movies for the price of none uh, because this is free. So we are going to same deal. This movie's a lot shorter. It's only five minutes and uh, forty four seconds. So watch along with us. Or, you know, skip ahead five minutes and 50 seconds and <laughs> just get to the discussion part of, of both of our films. You should definitely. You, you has the power. You should definitely watch the films before you go to the commentary. Yeah, definitely. So we are starting the movie now. I'm never going to get over how dope this logo is. Yeah, it's really great. I like this shot. Death Row Records. All in the video. Dancing. You need to wake up, brother. Don't nobody wear bandanas like that no more. (laughs) He's different. (laughs) So you can tell.
It's kind of reminiscent of a Spike Lee shot. Hmm. Maybe a little too soon for this scene. Right. Couldn't be more topical. I thought I remembered her calling him noble. And I didn't even pick up. I on did. Because then when they left, she was like, what about noble? I remembered that. Mm. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, I, I didn't pick up on that. I I like that. That's a really I mean it didn't it didn't mean anything to me at the moment. I just knew the name sounded familiar. I'm like, okay. So this must be the next chapter and then lo and behold it dropped like right after that. So that's a cool callback. Yeah, it is. I like that. I thought that kid was a pretty good actor. I wager to say the best so far. Like even in a short yeah. in a short amount of time. It was powerful, especially, you know, he had a, a part where you can't hear him. Right. So it's all expressive. Mm-hmm. And he still yeah, conveys that's, that's exactly like really watching. Yeah. Him. He's conveying exactly what he feels to the audience. And you don't hear a sound out of him. And it's convincing. Incredibly. You know, which is what acting is. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not an actor. I'm just a, a podcaster. But. I thought that was really for four minutes because really the credits cut in pretty quick. So like five minutes. Right. That was uh, it was a lot in there. A lot. And I like the way it tied in. And I really, really curious 
to see how it's going to tie into the the further story that's yet to come. Right. But uh, before we dive too much into this one, let's talk about Icon and then jump back to to Noble. Okay. Yeah, shout out to David Kirkman and shout out to I know I told this story on the pod before. Um, how I came across his work, the um, just randomly bumping into somebody outside of the comic book store and he put me on. So I'm very happy to have you know got to know about it. And I, I hate that I missed the premiere, but I'm glad you got to go to the screen. And I thought that was dope. It was nice. It was great. It was. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it on here or not, but. You know, it was a really nice support. The people and the actors in the movie were there interacting with the crowd to questions and stuff. Yeah. Um, have some pictures I took. I might post them on social media. They're, they're not the best, so. But yeah, no, it was. Uh... So, what do you think of it? Oh, I, I dug it. I mean, I, what I'll say is, it. I mean, it's clearly a fan film, right? And so, if you look at look at it through the lens of. Uh, comparing it to you know some of the other larger budget superhero films that we've seen obviously it doesn't hold up the same way but Mm -hmm. what i will say is you get in a very short amount of time you get some compelling story compelling story points that you know obviously with the larger budget the opportunity to make a, a longer feature film you could really see where they could go with that because you're dealing with the political corruption and this is just one chapter of it by the way but you get the political corruption of it you get icons backstory which is interesting in and of itself the interaction between he and rocket um her development which is another another plot there and now toward the end of this part of it with the mayor basically waging war on people with these superhuman abilities that gives you a yet another plot point which could be you know, if, if stretched out over a longer period of time would, would make for a really interesting story. Yeah. And here's where having watched Static Shock prior to this would would make just make the experience a little bit better because they reference the Big Bang and Bang Babies. That makes more sense having seen Static Shock. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think it's I think the actors did a really, really good job mm-hmm. i believe some of them are professional actors local to the area mm-hmm. i think it was pretty compelling i mean some scenes you know weren't done well but i think when you watch this you can tell you know he knows the content he cares about the story and what's going on and i really enjoyed it you know dare i say it some of the shots and in, in dialogue in this film is better than some of the stuff that we see on the cw that's in the Arrowverse. Yeah. I mean, on par with it, if nothing else. Yeah. But I can, I can see watching this, you know, watching this on, you know, the DC streaming service or something like that. Like, I think the story, um, of course, it's not like the most original thing or the most, you know, engaging, but for, you know, 28 minutes to go in, have the backstory, have this conflict resolution, and then the continuation, I think it, it was done really, really well. Uh-huh. And again, too. This is a small production, not a big budget, and 
the uh, CGI that was used in the movie was pretty good. Yeah. You know, the flying scenes and stuff were, were pretty good. Rocket using her powers well, were pretty good. The choreographer, I, mean, I know they had a fight choreographer because he was at the premiere. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I mean, I, I think it's pretty good. I think it shows the, not only this static shock and, and this one shows that the those characters are compelling enough and can carry, you know, a show or a movie on their own, but it shows that we should see them on on the big screen or with their own series or something on like the DC streaming or I, I won't say the CW because just those are just <laughs> garbage. But given the right attention and love, they could be successful on it, and that's what he's done with this. Like I really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to the to part three. Um, I think it should be coming out this year. But yeah, I, I like what he's doing, and I know too he's going to be working on like original stories and content. I think he's talented. I think. I would be interested to see what else he comes with, out with, and I don't know if it will all be, you know, in the sci-fi space or if it will be more reality-based. But I think he's a pretty good storyteller. I think he's a good filmmaker and director, and I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'd be interested in this. Yeah, you very know, much not so. knocking fan films, but um, if you're gonna do them, you know, do them right. If you're doing them just for fun, then hey, that's that's do you, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could see where where it was going. Something that you said, which made some sense to me. I think this story probably would be better served in a long form mm-hmm. by way of a series versus a, a film. The only issue that you could run into with that is the special effects portion of it. Just because of Icon's powers that you kind of need a movie budget. Well, I guess not really because was able to to pull this off certainly without you know this multi-million dollar budget but typically you know with somebody as powerful as 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 an icon you would kind of want that but as far as the the story itself like i would watch this dakota city chronicles series absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. i mean it's kind of similar to what you're getting out of black lightning in you know, the immense corruption um, in this city and how deep it goes and how many people are involved. And it just gets a little deeper than you might have initially expected when you start to see how deep the roots of the corruption go, you know, that Jefferson has to deal with. Now, I know I've been kind of hard on that series and with good reason. It's stuff about it I legitimately don't like. I mean, it is what it is, Hmm. but the backbone of it, which was the setup for the story, like that has never been my complaint. And I think that you could get something very similar out of these characters, if not more, because you, you're dealing with more people, uh, a more diverse power set than just what you might get with, with Black Lightning. It's, you know, him and his girls, and there's only so much that you're going to get from a singular family dynamic where here you got different sets of heroes that are not necessarily connected, at least not right away. So it, it leads, you know, to some storylines that can come out of that in and of itself. I think I would like to see this as a series, not just like when you said I could see the Dakota City Chronicles as a series. I was thinking like, yeah, you know, like each season. So kind of like The Wire, each season touch touches on a different aspect of the system mm-hmm. um like each season kind of follows uh a subset of heroes and then at the end you know there's interaction between them 
but you know you know like season one is static season and season two is icons and um goes on from there sure and then they have their their defender team up at the end or something but i think it'd be more compelling you know just comparing apples to apple this and black lightning i'd, I'd watch this over black lightning any day i tried black lightning and i was like this is legit like something straight out of a comic book and not not in a good way <laughs> i mean that's one of those you know the the handle is a wb not necessarily knowing you know what i'm not even gonna say i'm not gonna say that they don't know how to handle it because they're feeding an audience that wants it i just personally don't care for some of the choices but I, i'm fairly certain i'm in a minority on that no pun intended <laughs> Yeah, that is uh that's the film guys. Um All right. So, Noble. I'm still processing that one cuz I I hadn't seen that before. I remember I think he showed the trailer at the premiere for Icon for Noble. But I can't remember. I can't remember to be honest with you now which one it was because I know there's another film. He's he's always working on stuff, and I know he said he's doing some more milestone slash DC stuff, um, and then he's gonna start doing like some original things too. But, right. Um, I think the Dakota City story or Chronicle stories isn't isn't done yet. No, no, it isn't. I know um, the next one is supposed to be Hardware. Yeah, I think I remember seeing something where that on his uh his Instagram yep. about that. Yep, that's why I saw it. And that's gonna be the last the last part of it if I remember that correctly. Which is which is dope. You know, you get a conclusion to it and I'm excited to see where it all goes. Like what how it all ties together. And hardware is probably I was going to say one of my favorites, but I, I don't know if that's completely accurate. But what I will say is a hardware, I think, is an incredibly topical character now because everything is tech based, like just in the real yeah. world. So the, the stories that you can tell with this dude are, you know, it's a, it's a completely um, a whole new world of exploration that's available to us as far as storytelling is concerned that maybe wasn't there, you know, 25 years ago. Gotcha. Because it was all science fiction, right? Just the idea of uh, having a Apple Watch, right? You're talking to someone, you're looking at them <laughs> and having a video conference on your wrist. Like, that was some old James Bond stuff. So it was all fantasy. Mm-hmm. Now... Dick Tracy before then. Right. And it was all fantasy. Now this is stuff that you know an 11 year old has (laughs) so for me if that's the reality right that's the baseline where does the fantasy go then that's what i'm excited to see Mm -hmm. i really like uh david kirkman yes i like his work i like how he shoots you know there are things that obviously i'm a amateur whatever so i don't I'm not speaking from like a professional level, but there are things where you can tell it's kind of like, okay, that's kind of a, a, a amateur move or something like that. But there are not a lot of those that are in these and like in, in, in noble, you know, the, the selections, the, the set, like when they were in the car, mm-hmm. like that car felt like it was lived in. Like yeah. if you walk by yeah. it on the street, you, you know, you, you would feel that, no, I don't want to make it sound like it's like an aura or something like that. But you know how, like, when you, unfortunately, 
you see people who are living in their cars like that that looked legit to me and there's you know some some i don't not grit but a lot of truth to his filmmaking about certain you know things that he's portraying on the on the screen or that he's capturing i think he does it really well i'm actually i wish i kind of i know he talked about some of the equipment and stuff that he used to film and um, I wish I, I remembered because I'm like, man, this this looks really good. Um, like I was saying with Icon, you know, I could see this before, you know, see it being on like a, a DC streaming service or HBO Max or something like that. Um, yeah. I could see this, you know, right up there with it, even before you get to the superhero aspect of it, you know, just a... a a backstory like you flesh it out a little bit more i think the material's there and i like it it's good it's good stuff yeah, yeah. i mean that's that's in a nutshell it's uh been an enjoyable ride thus far with you know characters that just deserve deserve more shine than they're getting um i don't know what dc has been doing or you know why they opted not to bring the characters into the fold a little better at least not in the the current run of comics like they they brought them back it was a whole thing milestone being integrated into the dc universe proper like static was on the titans Mm -hmm. and then just nothing ever came of it i want to say icon was in the league maybe he wasn't in the league but working with the league but then so they're not doing it in comics but when DC Universe launched and they you know did the new season of Young Justice Rocket and Icon and Static are all a part of this hardware shows up you know he didn't have a speaking role but he was there so the the presence of the Dakotaverse is, is there and just for whatever reason it hasn't made it to the books. You know, maybe current events will, will, for lack of a better word, force DC to, you know, potentially do that. We'll see. We'll see. But these these yeah. characters definitely deserve the, the stage. Yeah, they, especially to be on it. Um, and I think what he's... Uh, I'm pretty vocal about how I feel about fan films and immaterial like that because this the the dakota universe or dakota verse or the milestone universe is so untapped i mean we have um static shock the tv show from you know the early 2000s and there was some crossover between that and uh justice league the bruce tim the tim verse but other than that there's not really a lot of until like you said recently like with young justice and right. um the the new 52 there is not a lot of material out there so this is kind of to me this is this kind of lives in a separate space like i'm not viewing it as i'm i guess it's kind of unfair but whatever i don't care if you have an issue with it you know you know what our contact information is <laughs> um <laughs> i'm not viewing this on the same level as some of like the star wars fan films out there or the batman stuff right just because that we don't have a uh, 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 Nolan verse, we don't have this DCEU thing, or um, 
where it's it's been tapped and I'm like, okay, I can kind of disconnect it from that because there's no continuity that already exists that that work is defined or, or you know. Yeah, it's um, not competing with anything. And there's nothing wrong with it. If that's your thing, keep doing it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you read some of the comics and they're like, you know, if they ever make this into a, a big movie, um, they need this guy's involvement. I can see where they're coming from. I mean, it's not like I don't know what the the views are on the other ones or this one. I mean, this was just released recently, so. Right. But it's not like, you know, he's doing something that's getting like, you know, 40 million views on YouTube and stuff. But at the same time, he's he's incorporated a lot of the the comic well, obviously the comic history into the, into the movies, but he's he's worked it so well that I think, you know what? I think he does deserve to be a part of a bigger project with a bigger budget. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe not necessarily the writer or the director or something like that. But I think, you know, hey, this guy, is, he shows that he loves the material, that he respects the material, that he understands and feels the material and about these characters and their background. I mean, Rocket is, I don't want to say the only, but she's probably like one of the only teen parents you know, who's superhero teen parents in comics. Right. Right. I can't think of anything else that's really coming to mind. And I'm not saying that in a way to glorify it or anything like that, but I'm just saying for what it is, that's not an area that's really touched. Right. In in the print. And I mean, obviously he didn't, you know, hard or icon was like 30 minutes. So that's, that's just like the beginning of their story. So it's not incorporated there, but her comic history. So, but there's just certain things about where these characters are from that, you know, he understands and presents in a interesting and somewhat authentic way about how some people view things, good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like the scene in the uh, the callback in Noble to when they broke into uh, Icon's house. Right. I completely agree that if anything were to ever happen with DC streaming, uh, I don't think we'll ever see, but I don't know. I, I don't know the future. I don't think we'll see these guys on major uh, on a big screen project. But you know, I don't I know. see why not. But I do think I would like to see. What, I don't either. But I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I will. I I would prefer something like that to happen organically, versus being a effect of current conditions. You know what I mean? Like right. oh, you know, black people are mad. And, you know, yeah, we have done some stuff that's kind of bogus. So let's appease them by just doing this. I'd rather it be more of an organic, like, yes, we're going to, we're going to make Iron Man because we want to, we're, you know, versus we're going to make Iron Man because we need money and, or, or, or that's a bad example because I'm not saying they're just going to do it just to make money. I know I get what you're saying. Just, uh, it is a way to it's performative right and i'm not suggesting any particular company is doing that but there are situations that you can clearly see that that's the case right there's some things being done to appease a particular group of people right maybe if it could very well be legitimate what i would say to your point about whether or not it's organic i think you know, that's the goal, right, is to have it done that way. But who's to say that the circumstances don't become the catalyst 
for this thing to authentically happen. Okay. And we can't. We're not in a position yeah, to say that. one way or the other what it actually is. And the thing is, is look, whether it came because you, you know, wanted to reach out to me, or a situation kind of dictated, or situation changed and it caused you to look beyond what your your reach was before, and you find me and you find my work, and I get an opportunity based on that, I'll take it. So long yeah. as you know I'm not being exploited, I'm gonna take the opportunity and. Even if it starts off that way, right? Let's say it starts off as a quote unquote pity thing. But then I put this work in and you realize that this was a good move to make. You know, you you allow the work to speak for itself, regardless of what the motivation was to get it there. You got Mm -hmm. no control over that part, but you know what you can bring to the table. I get you. I see what you're saying. Oh, what a complicated world we live in. Indeed. And I don't know how we managed to get this much material out of such a short film. (laughs) (laughs) It was just that much. It was just that much in it, though. Like, I mean, you guys see it. You saw what we saw. There's a lot going on in a very short amount of time, which I say is is credit Mm -hmm. to the artists who were involved in that. Writer, director, acting, you know, it all helped to weave the story together. This is one of those things where I wish, like, from a from a business perspective, like there is a way to license these characters. And and I'm I'm sure somebody owns the the film rights to them just because, you know, people stuff like weird stuff happens. Maybe not. I don't know. But this is one of those instances where if this guy, David Kirkman, launched a a campaign a fan-funded campaign to license the rights out to make this movie with a a big budget and i would definitely don't no doubt in a heartbeat not because he's not even because he's black or anything like that um support the work just because i think yeah i think the he's he's shown that he's that this isn't just like a hobby for him and stuff like that like he has a passion for this and his the writing and things that he's put together has has shown that there's a level of seriousness to this and on the benefit of that the the flip side of that is that i get to see you know icon with you know lucasfilm level uh cgi and things like that and i know some people are like oh see too much cgi kills it and whatever your favorite movies all have cgi in it like let's get over that all them transformers that you guys keep going paying to go see cgi (laughs) Any final thoughts? Just be on the lookout for uh, hardware. And if you are not following David Kirkman or Woke Entertainment on various social media outlets, you should probably do so. Definitely reach out to us. Let us know what you guys thought. If you happen to reach out to Mr. Kirkman, tell him to holler at us. Let us... (laughs) (laughs) Let him know that we uh, we enjoyed his work. You know, we we wanted to do like a movie night again because we enjoyed it the first time. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like debating trying to find a movie to watch. Like initially, I think we joked about like John Carter, Mars and stuff. And that's like yeah. two hours and Jupiter ascending and all like the bad ones. And then JB was like, oh, no, let's let's watch something actually good. And with the current events and the emphasis on um, stepping out and seeing other content that's out there by mm-hmm. uh, 
minority creators. I mean, I'm just going to put it simply. Like, I'm not going to try to yeah, sugarcoat it too hard because it'll break my brain. You know, we started talking about, like, okay, well, let's watch, like, what black superhero movies are out there? And we said, Blank Man. Couldn't find it. I mean, I think it was on, like, Amazon or something. Um, originally, we wanted to watch Meteor Man. Couldn't find it, which is a shame. Then there's Blank Man. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of sad that there aren't too many black superhero movies out there you know that are you know we have like oh obviously black panther is one of them and you know you have your blades and all those other and well i won't say all those other ones because it's not right but you guys have seen blade and black panther a million times and yeah so you had to had to go digging to get something so we know things are changing a little bit and especially with people david kirkman with their vision and getting involved we know that's going to change but it's kind of shocking. Like, hey, we need to we need to find a movie like this. It's kind of, and and again, it's not just you know black characters. There's female characters, and where they're the lead, or even Asian or Hispanic and or whatever. So you know, so just a little bit more information on why and how we arrived at at Icon. Sure. Yeah, but we think it's something that you know you should see regardless of the people's skin color. It's it's a good story. It's a good but story. I mean, and it's, but it's and it's right in line with what we've been doing all the time. Like you know that we're always trying to prop up, you know, indie creators uh, wherever we can, and this certainly will fall into that. I, I've been beating on the milestone drum <laughs> uh, since you guys have been listening. You probably are sick of me talking about it, and we've talked about this particular film before. So it, it just uh, it was a perfect marriage for what we wanted to do. You know, we get an opportunity to prop up a, a creator that we believe in, characters we believe in, um, and the storyline is very topical. So it was just, it was a good, good choice for this particular one. And we'll we'll do more movie nights. This is this is going to be a thing for us, just because we enjoy doing it, and hopefully, uh, you guys are enjoying listening to it and watching along. Definitely, if you haven't checked out Static Shock, uh, go back and do so, and and. You know, maybe watching back to back, you'll get a a different feel of it, I think. Enjoy. And as always, you know, if you liked the movie, didn't like it, uh, what would you do differently? What did you enjoy? Did you think our commentary sucked? Do you love it? We always want to hear from you all. So you can hit us up at a a variety of ways. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at views from the back of the class underscore pod. We are on Twitter at the other n-word you can also leave us a voicemail or a text at 312-521-0527 that being said class dismissed